This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hello, everybody. Oh, there is some reverb and some echo here. I love it. I'm in the wrong room uh, because two people that I love and adore more than anybody else have asked me to come up here and introduce their session. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Small But Mighty is exactly what uh, these two are. They have an amazing podcast. They have two amazing podcasts, uh, both of which I really enjoy. They have a daily podcast that's been going on for years now. And it's lovely. It's a really fun podcast to listen to. Lovely is a good way to describe it, right? The Daily Happy. You know exactly what it is. Small but mighty, the power behind an engaged listener base. Please welcome Lulu Picard and Allison Burns. Oh, hi everyone. I'm Lulu Picard. Oh, I'm Allison Burns. <laughs> And this is 10K Dollar Day, the imaginary luxury travel podcast where we find comedy. It's only a little boat ride to the main island of Belize. Okay, so here's what's included. What? Is Belize is in an island? Belize the place. Okay. South Belize. We need to find someone that has one. I know someone. What? Let's do it. Okay. Wait, do I know them? Yeah. Okay. I don't think I want to hang out with them. You can't put that in the... What if they listen to the podcast and they have an inversion table and they're going to know it's them? You can't say that. Lots of people have them. No one has them. I don't know anybody that has that table. This is on... You're on the wrong side. I wanted it near my dominant hand. This is on my dominant hand. <laughs> Livingstone Zambia. Ooh. Because I think I've been to Livingston, right? Have you? Not Zambia, but Livingston. Oh. <laughs> but what, didn't I go what? to like... Where? Like living, Didn't I go to like a Livingston, Louisiana or North Carolina or like state? No. No? I don't think so. Oh! My dad was raised in Livingston, Louisiana. <laughs> no, that's what it was. His name is Andrea Matone. Hi, Andrea Matone. Yeah. And... For his biggest package, $1,700 for the day. <laughs> Separate toilets. Oh, free mini bar. All I have is $19. So I'm gonna roll, you know how, have you ever been like to places where you don't have enough cash and so you just, you roll the cash up real tightly? Allison Burns! Antarctica. <gasps> And I don't think there's like cities. I think it's just like, it's like Antarctica. Research, it's research bases and that's it, I think. But we're doing a private viewing. That's a very good move. Of the Vatican's secret rooms. What? I know. Okay, what do you do? I don't know because it's a secret. <laughs> oh gosh, I wanna travel. <laughs> All right, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Hi. We wanted to show you that because we're a comedy podcast, and today we're talking about some serious things, and they're still going to be fun, but we wanted to show you what the general feel was. Yeah, so I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And we are part of 10K Dollar Day. It's a comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel, where every single week we take $10,000 in our minds, and we spend it in real places around the world in 24 hours, which obviously we don't actually go there. And then we do have a second podcast. It is called The Daily Happy, and uh, that releases every single day, Yep. 10 minutes a day. Okay, so we've all been here for a few days. We've learned so much, all these kind of things. Allison and I would like to show you our least favorite podcast conference interaction. Cool. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I hi. Just, oh, hi. Are we doing? I just, okay, do yeah. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, do you have a podcast? I do. It's called 10K Dollar Day. Oh, wow. What's that about? It's a comedy podcast about imaginary luxury travel. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. How many downloads do you have? <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Okay. So that like sucker punch gut that you might Awful. have if you are a passion podcaster, we know that feeling really, really well. We've been podcasting since 2018 um, consistently. So we know what that's like. We've been going to these conferences and we've had a lot of success. This very busy slide, uh, don't stress out if you can't read it because we are giving you access to our slide deck at the end of the thing. So you don't have to you know, stress out about that. But it's just showing you that over the past five years, we've actually done a whole lot. <laughs> and we're really proud of it. And we haven't done it with 800,000 downloads. And we haven't done it with major sponsors. We haven't done it with any of that. What's wrong? I'm using the, the pointer that no one else has used, they said. Oh, yeah. They told us no one else has used the laser pointer. So you're welcome, PodFest. <laughs> uh, if you paid extra for that feature, we gotcha. All right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so what we want to talk about today is how to leverage your audience regardless of the size of it and how you can actually do really great things. We're going to show you what we do with our social media strategies and we're also going to show you some out-of-the-box ways that we have used to really cultivate a really tight-knit group and we've been able to do some really amazing things with smaller numbers. So when people are coming to you saying like, oh, you can't do anything unless you have 10,000 downloads per episode, it's really not true. You have to just get your listeners on your side. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to begin engagement, how to maintain engagement, and then how to optimize that engagement. So, yeah. Now, just to let you know, the most fun part of this talk is that back third, mm -hmm. optimize engagement. So we're really pushing to get to that in the time. So if you feel like we're skipping something or we're glossing over something in the beginning, we, we're going to leave time for Q&A. We can hang out. We are the last session in this room, so we do have a lot of time to kind of hang. So just... Uh, just stick with us and we'll get there. All right, so let's do this. Begin. So yes, first of all, you need to go find your audience. And this doesn't mean, you know, your next door neighbor, the people you know, your mom, your dad, your coworkers. You actually have to go to where they are. So this means social media. We've Yay! heard about it Aren't you excited? all week long. It's a lot of work and you got to do it. So we're going to begin with that social media talk. All right. We are going to go through the ones that are the most successful for us. There are a lot of other social media things out there. LinkedIn, Discord, we're not on them. Slack, we're not on them. Allison and I have real full-time jobs um, in entertainment, uh, teaching and acting and doing all kinds of stuff. We don't live on LinkedIn, so we never used LinkedIn. So this is what we use, and it's working. We're going to tell you what we use in these things, but you might have something that also works great. So on Twitter... I think Twitter is really, really great for connecting, especially with other podcasters. I like to call it the podcast conference in my pocket because even when I'm not here at Podcast Movement or any other conference, I can still get my questions asked. I can find people who are the same size as my podcast, engage with them, interact with them. If I have a question about podcasting or a new feature, right? Like Twitter podcasts just came out. Did you see that yesterday? So everyone's talking about it on Twitter. Like what does that mean for the industry? That's where you're going to find that when you can't be here at Podcast Movement. These are the types of, um, I'm just walking over like I'm teaching. Uh, these are, thank you, Allison. You're welcome. <laughs> these are the types of posts that work the best for us. It's really hard to hold it still, though. Here, why don't you give it, oh, uh, why am I, you have better, you're better at that than me. Okay, <laughs> so we really like engaging with other podcasts. Now, I'll tell you this, I engage with all sorts of podcasts, comedy podcasts, travel podcasts, other podcasts in my size that are independent because we're all trying to do the same thing. Why don't we have that network, right? Engaging with other niche members, that for me would actually be really, really focused on the category that ours is in. So if you have a horse podcast, it's going to be equestrians and people who report on horse sports. I, I don't know why I picked something that I don't know anything about. Uh, crowdsourcing podcast questions. This will come up in some of the other ones we talk about. Those are great polls. Hey, we're thinking of um, changing up a segment. What do you guys think? This or that, um, especially polls, because they can click them right there, right? We have two options for an episode title. Do you like A or B? You can get immediate response. Sometimes they're your listeners. Sometimes they're just people out there, but it gets your podcast out there. Advertising episodes and news, that's the standard, hey, everyone, we've got a new podcast episode. And then no one likes it, but you still got to do it. Uh, refining your POV. This is something I'm really passionate about with social media. 
This is, you know when you're, um, when you've got like Wendy's, you know, I don't, Wendy's. On Twitter, Wendy's has like a really sassy social media presence. You have other brands that have really kind social media presences. You have some that are really aggressive. You have some that are very like, let's wait and see. Where do you live in that space? Right, and really try to like figure out what that personality is that you're comfortable putting out there so people get to know you behind the brand even if they're not engaging with you. And it really starts to put a personality behind your podcast. Engaging with trends, that is a Twitter power you move. If you're really comfortable with Twitter, you know what that means, it's the hashtags. If you're not, don't stress out. And then show notes. For our 10 minute podcast, we put our show notes on Twitter because there, there are links to articles. So why not put it there? Maybe someone else will see it. Maybe it'll drive over there. And we tell them, the show notes are on Twitter. It's one of the places you can get them. So with Twitter, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we have found that for us, it is best for networking and publicity. It is the podcast conference in our pocket, and it allows us to become an authority. Yeah, so our next one we're gonna talk about is Instagram. Hey, hey, Let's still me. Okay, cool. Uh, what works best for us on Instagram as a podcast is audio or video clips. You've been hearing this all conference long. I know it's been all video all the time. The audio clips, though, you can use, you know, if you, even if you put a static image, it still comes up on the feed. And if you put a static image, make sure you're using something that has captions. Like, you always want something. How many of you watch Instagram with the sound off at night, right? While someone else is sleeping next to you maybe. And you're just like, I'm not awake. So make sure everything can be seen accessibility wise and also because that's the way people are consuming that. Think of the way you're consuming it and what you binge and that helps. If you're like, what does a podcast post on Instagram? Behind the scenes stuff. Hey, we got a new microphone. This is where we're recording today. We're at Podcast Movement and I put all the pillows up on the hang to make a little booth. That's interesting to them. Lifestyle, you may not be comfortable doing this. That's okay. But if you are, it's a little bit into your life, right? So if you've just talked about, um, why am I talking about horses? I don't know. If we're talking about uh, flying, sometimes I'll say, oh, you know what I love? I love a mid-flight tomato juice. It's like my thing. It's like what I love to do. So then I'll, I'll take a picture of a tomato juice and I'll say, remember when I said mid-flight tomato juice? Something like that. You might not be comfortable doing that. It might not even fit your podcast. But if you are, that is a really great way for your Instagram feed to not seem like a podcast feed, if that makes sense. While people are scrolling, it makes it a people feed. Screenshots of reviews and milestones, you're already making content. You're already getting content sent to your inbox. Your listeners want to know that you are making progress. Share it with them. You know, we just published 10 episodes. That's more than most people publish in podcasting. So take a screenshot of that and share it and celebrate it. And then, of course, episode artwork. It's a really nice way, if you're going to spend a little time making something visually appealing, that you can put it up there. It's one more chance to get that episode summary there. It's all, it's all marketing. Your episode summary is marketing. The caption is marketing. The picture is marketing. Why wouldn't you want that on an app that you know all your friends are on 30 times a day? Of course you would. So for us, oh no, another slide. Instagram stories. Some of you are like, come on, I can't do all of this. And we get it. There's two of us. There's only one of you, maybe. We understand. Pick what works for you. We're just letting you know all the things that work. I just got really like empathetic towards them in case they were worrying. <laughs> so Instagram stories were really important to help us grow because we connected them to our Facebook. So our Facebook page for our podcast picks up everything that we post on Instagram. You're getting double exposure, right? The Instagram stories are also disposable. So if you're scared of making all these things, they go away in 24 hours. There is little to no risk. And you can take them down very, very easily. You can see who, who looks at them, all the things. We do things that are directly relevant to our podcast, kind of similar to show notes. We also do things to express that point of view, like we were talking about. We can find, um, as a travel comedy podcast, we follow a lot of travel bloggers, and I can repost something about that and say, whoa, look at that, isn't that great? They're making content for you. They want to be reposted. Don't forget to tag them. Do not steal other people's stuff. 
Um, invoking the overall mood of our podcast, we like to think that you leave our podcast being happier, being more positive, being more connected. So anytime we see a post that also invokes that feeling, we go ahead and share that because it ex extends the brand that they feel. Plus, people don't want to see our podcast all the time on their feed, but they want to be happy, and they want to be positive, and they want to be content, right? So that's our brand, if that makes sense. Reposting listeners and guests. If you have a, a guest on your podcast, follow them on social media, and when they celebrate something, repost it. And then put, hey, we're so excited that Allison Burns got a new job, and she was on episode 54. Hey, remind, reminding you of that, and especially as your guests have more and more milestones and more and more like great things happen in their lives, that's your, your chance to drive them back to when you knew them when, maybe, mm -hmm. right? Something like that. And then reposting that niche content is actually pretty similar to what we were talking about before. Here is a, a little example of our stories. Uh, we do happiness posts, of course. We do posts about the niche, the happiness niche. And these are, look, this is not high production stuff. It takes, how long does that take me? Two seconds to repost that and put a little thing. Oh, this is really long, actually. So <laughs> um, all of these things are from our stories, and we're really excited about that because it's easy to engage. Once again, people are just watching stories in bed at night. They're watching it while they're like going through the thing. Some people don't even scroll anymore. Some people do this. So you have to kind of be on both if you want to capture all of those people. That's me wearing the exact same shirt at Podcast Evolutions. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so Instagram for us is best for optics and daily visibility because think about the way you as a consumer use Instagram, right? You can push them to Facebook for double exposure and it's easy content from previous guests. All right, so this is what we want to talk about right now, Facebook groups. This has worked wonders, and we're going to get into how we optimize this group to actually do amazing things later on. So our Facebook group is a closed group that right when we started the podcast, we sent people to. We call it 10K Dollar Bays because back in 2018, Bayes was really cool. And uh, people come there, it's a closed group, we ask certain questions, how did you hear about the podcast, what would you do with $10,000, just so we know that they're engaged, we know they're listening, and then we approve them. From then on, we've been, we started off posting very call to action stuff, right? So things like she said, if she was on a plane and she had a, a mid-flight tomato juice, she would ask, what, do you, what is your mid-flight drink? People would post their comments. So it didn't even always have to do with our podcast, it was this group that we were kind of just curating to be friends, to be part of this safe knit community. And because of that, we've really been able to do a lot of great things. So for us, we crowdsource podcast decisions. When we make a change in our podcast, we put a poll up. Hey, did you guys like this? Or hey, should we do this? And we get a ton of responses because these are the people that are coming back, back, and back. And they are our, our, our crowdsourcing group. And so that's what we go to them for. We also ask for check-ins. When we first got here, we heard about the Dallas floods. We put an all call out to our listeners. We're like, hey guys, we're in Dallas. Are you guys good? Who lives in Dallas? Check in with us. They immediately feel validated and important in your busy life. And then it goes two ways. I live in Florida. We had a listener find an article on the news that a woman in Florida was struck by lightning. She went to our page. She said, Allison, are you okay? please check in, because she thought it might be me. So <laughs> it does, it's a two-way street. They start to care about you and your life and vice versa. We also post different articles about travel. When we do our podcast, again, even though it's imaginary for us, there are people in the world that are like 10K a day, whatever. And we've had listeners go and try things that we've done and take pictures and post it in that group. So hey, listen, we did try the most expensive ice cream in Europe, here's a picture. And so that's a really cool thing too for them to post articles that relate to our podcast as well. And then we do post a lot of our notes and our links in that. So here's just a little video of stuff that we have on there. Again, people are posting also stuff that has nothing to do with the podcast. This right here, someone posted a picture of a water bottle because it is known that I don't drink enough water. I wake up and drink coffee, and then I drink wine. So the other W is not finding a place in my life yet, so people are posting. This is a post about National Dog Day. A listener posted that, and then we all started commenting with our pictures of dogs. So it doesn't always have to be about your podcast. Once you get that group and they feel safe in that community, then they're going to feel safe to talk about multiple other things, even their accomplishments. 
So in conclusion, Facebook for us is best for generating conversations within the community and great to find out details about your audience because anyone that opts into your Facebook group, you can see their profile. So you're gonna see their picture, you're gonna see how many kids they have, if they're willing to share that on their profile, you're gonna see their birthday, you're gonna see their likes, what books are they reading. So you get another level of that in-depth kind of get to know you feel from your Facebook group. All right, the dreaded TikTok. So we were really late to the game with TikTok just because it was like, oh, here's another thing we have to do. But it is huge. And this is what most of America is on right now. I even say we live in a TikTok world, seven seconds or less. And people are like, yes, we want to scroll, right? Scroll. So TikTok for us, we didn't start but maybe oh, six months ago or so. And Immediately, I started figuring out, okay, what are these trends? So TikTok is great for audio and video content that doesn't need to look polished. So a lot of the video you saw us in, we were in a studio, we had lights. This doesn't have to be that. You can literally be at home. That's what actually people want to see. They want to see the dirty laundry in the back of your house because it makes them feel, oh, I relate to that. My house looks exactly the same. So it doesn't have to be this polished look. We also post sneak peeks of episodes and we take them back to our website for that, behind the scenes content, and then commentary on other trends that fit our niche and our vibe. So for instance, I knew I had to follow trends on TikTok. You can do that in multiple ways. You can actually Google it, what's the current trend on TikTok, or watch TikToks. And you'll start to see the same song is being danced to or the same voiceover is being talked about. For us, I knew at one point a few months ago that ABBA was trending, and there was this trend out that you needed a seven-second video with captions over it. Because what happens is people want to read what it's about, so they would swipe, they see a bunch of words. As they start to read, the seven seconds lapses because they're still reading. So then it counts as another view. The longer it stays on there, it keeps ticking. So then they're like pausing it to look at something or whatever, and you get more views. Well, we had this ABBA video that we were dancing with the holograms of ABBA to Dancing Queen, and we got 2.9 million views within like a week and a half. So I went from zero, and two weeks later we had 900 followers, and that's from 2.9 million. Still do the math, that's still not a lot, but that's the kind of stuff you have to like stay on top of. I'm not always great about being consistent with this because they do say post three times a day and it does get exhausting. And we also don't live in the same place all the time. So we're both actors. She's about to open a show on Broadway. So it's, I know, right? If you're in New York. <laughs> we don't have time. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, talk to us later. We'll be by the mimosa stand. Um, so TikTok is really great for all of that. Let's just go ahead. They're best for developing that point of view because it is you. It's that behind the scenes. I like to call it the SNL vibe, right? Mm -hmm. You love to see people crack up. That's why we love SNL. We like to see your mess ups. And it's easy to create and it's easy to be discovered. We've had this podcast for five years. In two weeks, we had 2.9 million views on one TikTok. That doesn't happen on other platforms. So it is the easiest uh, way to go viral as well. So you have the ability. Sorry, I should preface that. I know. Don't feel bad if you don't go viral. Ability. We don't really know how it happened. We're really excited about it. But we can't like be like, OK, step one. No. Uh, it's just it's, it's viral, right? It just happens. Yeah. So don't stress out. OK, you've heard a lot about YouTube, so we don't really have to sit on this. We were on YouTube before podcasts were supposed to be on YouTube, and then we stopped before podcasts now are supposed to be on YouTube. So we are restarting that just like all of you. All that old footage you saw was pre-pandemic, actually. Can we go to the next slide, actually? But I realized some things about YouTube that I haven't heard talked about here at Podcast Movement yet. Um, they've already talked about how, like, obviously the younger demographic uses YouTube, right, as its major search engine. What a revelation. However, look at all the stuff you can do once you get that comment on YouTube. If you put your stuff up, and we're talking one comment, um, go to that profile and you can see what their playlist is. You can see what else they like. You can see what other stuff they've bookmarked. And then with the end card on YouTube, which is when it says, like, oh, if you like this video, go to the next video. Obviously, you can redirect them to your content. You can also redirect them to another podcaster's content if you do a swap. You can redirect them to your Indiegogo campaign video. You can redirect them anywhere you want. So if you can manage to get your stuff on YouTube, and some of our stuff is there with like a static image and the audio feed of our podcast. We're not even talking about 
the studio stuff you saw there. That was like super ambitious, you know what I mean? So if you just want to put it with a static thing, we still have comments on there saying, loved the episode, click on that. Look at all the other stuff she does. What if we put that in our episode? Then she's even going to be more excited because we know that's what they like. So there's a lot of opportunity there with YouTube because it's linked to profiles, and that's something that you own. That's information you can get. All right, next step, we got there. So close. So now you've done it all. You've gotten out there, you've created the groups, you're starting to get to know people in your community, so how do you maintain that? It does take time, it does take energy, so we're gonna talk about three steps to do that. First, be consistent. Show up. If you say you're going to drop on Wednesdays, drop on Wednesdays. We've never missed an episode, but we do that because we have a plan B. So this is important. Our plan B is that we have stacked episodes, which we call evergreen episodes. So it means there's no date specific. We're not talking about a current event. It's something that we could release at any time, and it sits in a Google Drive. That's just in case. Our goal is to record it every single week so it's current, but if something happens, someone gets sick, she books a job that takes her on a cruise ship, then that means we have this episode to go back to and we're not going to lose that time. Because if your audience comes and shows up and your, your, you know, your podcast feed isn't there, they could go somewhere else and then forget and not come back. Now, if stacking episodes doesn't work for you, and maybe you have a co-host, find maybe a third host that could come in as a sub. So you have that understudy that can come in and fill in in case of emergencies. So always think about your plan B, especially after pandemic. I think we all need to have that so that we can be consistent. This is huge for us. This is what's going to take you into that next level of audience engagement, is showing your listeners they have value. And what that means is if they comment, respond. If they give you feedback, respond. If you ask a question and you poll your audience and they vote for something, and then go with that vote. Don't change it. So make sure you're showing them you're important. You have a voice in this. Every new Patreon member we get, we call them out by name on our podcast the very next week. We tell them how important they are. Because what happens is we call out Betty. We're like, thank you for becoming a Patreon. And then Joe, who's listening, is like, I want to hear my name on their podcast guess I'll sign up too. Because everybody wants to feel like they're important. They want to hear their name. They want to hear you call them out. They want to see you tell their story as well. We have listeners write us in all the time with emails just talking about anything. We'll talk about that email on the podcast. We reserve that first few minutes of our podcast to talk about our listeners. And that means they're going to come back. And not only that, but they're going to call grandma and be like, grandma, my name was just on podcast. And then maybe they send grandma that podcast. So it's a great way to show them that they have value. This is one example. Hello, this is Erin, longtime listener down in Texas, along with two other fans, Abigail and Amelia. We are so excited to be announcing this week's word. So, without further ado, your word for the week is crest. I mean, we could stop the podcast there. It's the <laughs> cutest thing ever. So, what we do is we have a magic word every week. We ask our listeners to send us audiograms giving us the word of the week. We post that, and then we talk about them. This woman had her entire family on board with that. So, then her kids got to listen, and we are a family-friendly podcast. So, then her entire family gets to sit and listen to that episode, and they feel really, really excited and engaged about that. Do you have any? I felt like you had something to say, and then... Yes. It's been, be transparent in a way that fits your show. What that means for us is that if we make a mistake, we're, we're a conversational podcast. If we stumble, if, you know, like one of us forgets to plug in their mic for episode one and just did it on the built-in audio on the computer instead of the mic that they thought they were using, we tell them or we put a voice, what we really do is put a disclaimer. a disclaimer at the, at the beginning and we'll say, hey everyone, we recorded this and I was on a cruise ship and the alarms kept ringing and we're sorry. We took them out as much as we can. It's around nine minutes and 34 seconds. If you hate it, just skip to 1034. Most of them will not skip, but they're prepped for it and they know what it is and it's also humanized us mm -hmm. and it's made them realize we're thinking about them. Yeah. Right now, that works for us. If you have a very, very um, scripted podcast or something that's a little more professional uh, than what we do, that type of transparency may not work for you. But what does that mean for you? If you make um, a, mis a mistake, or if you if you make a misstep in your mind, how do you rectify that with episode two? 
Or how do you do put in your newsletter? Do you put it on Twitter? How do you make sure you maintain that trust with your listeners? How do, do you tell them that it's hard? We do that all the time. We're like, guys, this is really hard. When we wanted our first 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, I said on the podcast, hey, everyone, we're coming up to 100 episodes, and what I would really like is 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you can help me out with that, that's great. Because we gave them a specific job, we told them why we needed it, we told them why it meant so much to us, they came through and, and did it, which is amazing. Yeah. This is the fun part. <laughs> All right, so now you get to optimize, and so we're gonna talk about that. How are you gonna use this new community for growth? But first, good, because yes, growth yes, is yes. point three. Yes. All right, so optimizing for good. We're, we were very lucky. We started to have this community come together. We have faith you can do it too if you stick with it and you are transparent and yourself and authentic. And once you have that community, no matter how small it is, if they're engaged, if it's five people, if it's 10 people, whatever, this is the type of stuff you can do. So... 2020 happens, and all of us are feeling like, oh, I want to see what I can do, right? We we're all feeling helpless at home. So we said to our listeners, what can we do? They said, maybe we can do math. So you're like, how are you talking to your listeners? We would go live on Facebook group every Sunday during the pandemic. We called it the Sunday social. Yeah, and they showed up because they had nothing else to do, right? So they showed up, we would have connection and all that kind of stuff, and we would sit there with no plan. We're not talking about travel at all. We would just show up and be like, how are you doing? This is insane. Are you all at home? And then how can we feel better about what's going on? We decided, well, let's see if we can donate some PPE. So we started our What's Your Happy campaign. That's one of the segments in our show, What's Your Happy? And we ended up being able to not only raise money, the first two pictures are two of our listeners. One is Susie in England, and one is Lori in New York, you know, just in, just in case. Uh, and they were helping us a lot. They're two of the main fundraisers for us. That third picture are nurses that we don't know in New York wearing our masks because we did a buy one, give one with them, and then we had one of our New York listeners deliver them to a hospital. That felt really good. And then, about a month later, we had a prior guest reach out who was really impressed with our community. And he said, hey, is there any way that you can help me out? He is an ER doctor in Harlem. Any way you can help me out? Just, just getting some coffee, maybe, for the doctors. And I said, what? what are you talking about? Why can't you have coffee? He said, well, the cafeteria is now a COVID ward. All the grocery stores are on delivery only, but we can't wait around for slots. The stores are all closed. The bodegas are done. There's, there's nothing. There's no way to get food or coffee in New York unless you're sitting at home waiting for that four-hour window of delivery, right? Which, for the hospitals, not possible. And we said, okay, yeah, let's see what we can do. So we went into the Facebook group. We said, hey, everyone, do you remember Raj? We put a link to his episode. <laughs> and we said, do you remember Raj? This is what he needs. Do you think we could get, like, two rounds of coffee for Raj, maybe? And a listener said, um, how about we do this as a real fundraising campaign for doctors in general? So before we go to the next slide, I want you to remember, we have a very small podcast. We are a comedy podcast. And with our lovely group of listeners, we did this. We raised $11,000 in 2020. This involved deliveries to, thank you, you're so nice. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, good night. Uh, no, it involved seven hospitals yeah. in, um, in New York. This was actually a big undertaking because you had to coordinate with reception and the PPE and coming out and the delivery times, so it was a big thing. Three restaurants in New York, one of which we were the only people buying food from them for the month of June 2020. Three coffee shops and 15 volunteers. Half of them were listeners. Half of them were recruited by listeners. And, and they said, hey, this podcast is doing something really cool that you can help with. It's very easy. And they would go and help out. It was one of the coolest things that we've ever done. And we were really excited. So that is how we optimized for good. And we, we want to keep doing that things because we have a community, right? And what is a community? That's like power. That's so much power. So we want to make sure we're using that power responsibly. 
So that was good, next is for fun. So we wanna give you some out of the box ideas that we've done for fun because people do love to come to your podcast to listen to whatever your niche topic is. But in addition to that, there are a ton of things you can do that's also on top of that. Just like raising money for doctors has nothing to do with blowing $10,000 a day in your mind, but we're able to do it because our listeners are engaged and wanna help. So same thing with fun. Again, this kind of was spawned from the pandemic. We would go live on Sundays. We have listeners of all ages. People talk about your avatar. We don't have one. It's and we know that because it's Facebook. Yes. <laughs> you know? So we had a listener who was 15 years old. He's in eighth grade. He came to our Facebook group and he said to our listeners, we were having a Facebook uh, live social and everyone was talking about kind of what they were frustrated about. He came on and said, I'm upset because I'm missing my eighth grade prom. So our listeners got together and said, hey, we want to throw him a virtual eighth grade prom. So what we did was we told everyone, dress up as if you were at your eighth grade prom, no matter the decade. <laughs> so not giving my age away, this was me, <laughs> at the eighth grade prom, virtually on Zoom, created a backdrop, put on the eyeshadow and teased my bangs. And it was so much fun because we actually brought people into the Zoom who wanted to show off how they looked. And he jumped on the Zoom with his little sister. He was in a, a little suit and a tie and she was in her little dress. It was one of the highlights of my entire life seeing <laughs> them stand in his bedroom for this eighth grade prom. And again, he, because of that, he went to his musical theater teacher and said, hey, I listen to a podcast and I want these girls to talk to my class. Like it literally just kept spiraling because we made him feel important. We didn't say, oh, that sucks, dude. No eighth grade prom. Don't worry. When you grow up, you won't care. No, no, no. It was important to him. We gave him value in that moment. We literally took time out of our schedule because what is it? It's just time. So we were cultivating that relationship with him. So that is just one of the many ways. We've done a ton of things. We also did a Run Bay Run program where we told everyone, send us your miles, how much you're walking, biking, running, swimming during the pandemic. Let's try to get to 10K. And people were sending in their miles and pictures of them running and walking and walking their, their kids and their dogs. And yeah. We made it. it. Fun. Our community yeah. made it. So it was good. Okay. So the last one is optimize for growth. growth. And if you're super excited about how we got our numbers up, you will be disappointed because we're not good at that. Okay. So we're not good at marketing. Don't we're ask. not good at growth, but we are really good at content and we're really good at community. So when we're talking about growth, we're not necessarily saying we know how to growth ver grow vertically, but we definitely know how to expand our brand in meaningful ways. So one of the things we did was... Oh, it moved over there. That's, that's anticlimactic. Okay, so <laughs> after, the, after we raised all that money for the doctors, um, we wanted to definitely connect with our listeners in a more meaningful way because they'd really come through for us. And they were missing community. They were missing socialization. We wanted to do it in a safe way. So we did an Indiegogo. We raised $10,000 through our listener community in 2020 when no one had any money. And we visited, Allison and I rented a minivan mm -hmm. and drove to 14 cities. And when we say six live shows, we mean in people's driveways, on, in their pool decks, on their backyards, for maybe five people at a time. But we would stream it. They would bring their neighbors. We got to meet our listeners, some of them for the first time. We got to meet the people they love. We got to hear about what they love. We got to hear about what makes them frustrated. We really got to know them very, very well. We visited 16 listeners overall. They were our most engaged, obviously, right? They're the ones that, and some of them weren't even the ones that donated money. They just wanted to be on the list to go. We survived two hurricanes in those three okay. weeks. <laughs> and um, we had a really, really wonderful time. That logo that you're seeing, by the way, it looks very confusing to you. While we did that, we filmed everything because why not do double content? We made a total like travel mini-series while we did it because we were already on the road. So we were able to do that with our listeners because they wanted connection from us because we told them we thought their connection was important. And I think it's important, too, to say that Dr. Raj, who you heard about earlier, he was one of our biggest supporters and donators in this campaign. That's the man who we came forward and brought him coffee and raised that money. So it really is this full circle moment. He actually came in live on the Sunday Social, the Facebook mm -hmm. group, when we were at like $9,100 or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, can you bring me in live so I can thank the listeners for the money we raised? We said, yeah. He came on and he gave us the rest of the money live in the Sunday Social. I got chills. Okay. <laughs> it was really, really exciting. And everyone saw it happen at the same time. And it was a really beautiful full circle moment for our community and for us. And... Um, 
Hi, Raj. All the things. So. <laughs> All right, and this also spawned our second podcast. So we have the second podcast, The Daily Happy. The reason we started this is because the listeners told us to. They literally said, we want more. You release once a week, and we're like, oh, we can't do more travel. It's so much research. Like, and how many cities in the world? We have 240-something episodes. Like, it's, so, it's crazy. So we're like, how can we make this work? So we decided to start The Daily Happy, which is 10 minutes a day. And we started it in March of 2020. And you, it's literally like a diary now. You can go through and hear me say, oh, my God, they just shut the schools down. My kids are going to be at home 24-7. I think I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. So you can hear that moment. And then you can go through. And now we do more current events. We try to, like, talk about what's happening in the world, but with our sense of humor attached to it. So it stays light in the midst of everything, and it is 10 minutes exactly. There is a timer, it counts you down. So at the last few seconds, you have a 10 second timer that counts you down as well. So you know exactly what you're getting every single day. And we had one of our listeners reach out to us at one point, because when we first started, we said, all right, the second the pandemic's over, though, we got to stop this. It's seven episodes a day. We can't keep that up. So when it's over, we're going to stop. Well, the governor of Florida came forward, like, I don't know, June of 2020, and was like, it's over. And a listener reached out and was like, are you, does, that, does that mean you're stopping? Please don't stop. Please don't. And we were like, okay, I guess we're going to have, have two, two podcasts. podcasts. And it's because of our listeners. <sighs> They, they, but they no, want it's great. it. No, I know. Our first tagline, now we call this uh, the 10-minute podcast telling you what to Google later. Mm -hmm. But the first tagline for this was the Daily Happy, keeping you connected during social distancing. Because we literally thought it was going to be a two-week <laughs> situation. And now it's 2022. But, you know, it, it's, it's one of the best things that we do. We get, we get comments all the time from that podcast. And it keeps us connected to our listeners. And they also tell us what they're doing during those 10 minutes, which is such interesting data, yeah. right? They're like, hey, I use it to do my 10-minute uh, walk my doctor told me to do every day. So I put on your podcast. Um, I've realized I can get my makeup routine down to 10 minutes if I listen to your podcast. We know all that about them because we asked them. We said, please tell us what you're doing. We'd like to know. And then we shout it out. So yeah. at five minutes, sometimes I go, Mike from Greensboro, turn around. You know, because I know Just he's doing his 10-minute walk. Yeah. So it really works. <laughs> all right. So in summary... We just want to make sure that you guys understand, no matter your numbers, there are ways to cultivate an audience that are going to work for you. We have people coming up to us all the time saying, are you monetized? How many numbers do you have? And it is. It's like a kick in the stomach sometimes because I don't know how many DIY podcasters you have out here. But we do everything. So we have one person who helps us do our newsletter. But other than that, from the start to the finish, the editing, the content, everything is us. So it's been five years of really hard work. And again, it's not our full-time job. But we've been able to do amazing things because we've grown this group of people who are our super fans. They are going to show up for anything that we drop. And it is, we always make the joke that we get one listener at a time. So when we make connections to people and we shake your hand and we talk to you and we get to know you, that you're like, oh, I want to listen to your podcast. And then they become friends. And so that's how we're growing our podcast. Is it slow? Absolutely. But is it worthwhile? Absolutely. I think we're building loyalty in a more meaningful way maybe than other other kind of like cold calls or spams. And, and, and we've tried that too. But what we realized is that if you can make that connection intentional and personal and make them realize that you see the difference between this listener and that listener and that listener, it really makes a difference. And it makes them feel connected to you, invested in your product, and invested in you as hosts and creators. And it is in the long run something that you can use. So if, if you want to be able to do ads, but you don't have the listenership yet, there is something weighted in the value of having 10 people that you can look at and say, hey guys, we had this happen. We both bought the same hiking shoes. We talked about it on the podcast. I mean, you could have 10 people you know need hiking shoes that you can guarantee you're going to buy those shoes as opposed to a thousand listeners who you don't know anything about. Maybe they'll buy one. One pair. Who knows? This listener bought the hiking shoes and tags us every single time she goes hiking. Every single time. She goes, got my 10K shoes on. Timberland hates that because she doesn't call them her Timberland shoes. She calls them her 10K shoes, right? It's awesome. Yeah, so you can make some real strides towards monetization because you know your listeners so well and you, they trust you. They're going to buy anything you say because they trust you. All right, so... If you want the slide deck, it's available here. If you can see that, if you can't scan that from your phone and you still want it, it's actually right on the internet. It's at 10kdollarday.com slash pm22happy. That has the whole slide deck that you just saw. So we'll leave that up just for a second. And then we're going to put our um, contact info up there. That's 
Are we done? Yeah. Look at look at that countdown. We literally did it to the it's second. It's zero zero. Come it's on. Zero zero. Do we get us some applause? Okay. Now, yes. if you did have questions, though, we're gonna be back by the mimosa table. So or if you want to, can we do them on the mic now, even if we're over time? Oh really? <gasps> oh, Lone Star A, come on, right? This, this is, is the, the room to be in. So if you have any questions, um, I know that we were kind of short on technique and high on results. So we're <laughs> we're willing to take them. Anybody? 10K. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the one we started first. Um, and we don't market the Daily Happy We don't at market all. the Daily Happy. We literally happy. forgot to because we got so busy making content. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. sure, yep. I know how to go back. Go ahead. Please hold for technical difficulties. Oh, here, you can use mine. Yeah, we'll share. Do it. Well, because we have streaming people, so we want to make sure they can hear. You want to run that to the oh, oh, there's a whole thing. Oh, because people are streaming. It's so a whole, we want to be nice to, to make sure they can hear. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yes. So you can hear. Oh, oh there it is. Uh, my question <laughs> is about the TikTok thing. Yeah. Um, so do you also utilize, like, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts? Uh, the, I know the Shorts are also on Facebook as well. Yeah, so that's something that we need to do. Um, <laughs> we have utilized reels before, not as consistent as we should. The shorts, we do have some shorts that we created before YouTube right now that we've been learning about has come out with these shorts. So we called them shorts before they were shorts. But it, that is literally on our next, like, we learned the same thing you guys did about YouTube this week, how we need to create mm -hmm. these shorter content things that you know, TikTok is doing to drive people to our longer episodes. So, yeah. uh, no. Yeah, we're not experts on that yet, <laughs> yeah. but come to Podcast Movement 2023. We'll and be we will experts on that. that and then sure. just like a follow-up question yeah. to that as well. Um, is the TikTok stuff only like behind the scenes stuff or do you ever take any clips and put them on TikTok? Yeah, so we repurpose. So like the, the video we showed you of us, like the whole reel at the beginning, I will go through and screenshot Screen record. Screen record things that I think are funny and cut them up. And then I'll tell at the bottom, oh, this is episode 25 of 10K Dollar Day. You can find it by going to blah, 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 blah. So it is a great repurposing tool. It just takes time. Um, so, yes, we use it to drive things to our podcast as well. But we intersperse it with, like, really random things, too. Like, there was a cricket. Have you guys seen the crickets here? We had okay. one in our, in our it room. It was in our room. We're on, on the 32nd 30 30 second floor. floor. No, how, no one else how, is as shocked. So it must have we been were, in we one of shocked, our, right? We it doesn't just scale the wall, or does it? <laughs> it does. Are you from Texas? And the crickets are like that here? There's like 49 floors? other states, ma'am. You know what I mean? Uh, wow, that's insane. insane. Well, okay. anyway, I took a video because she was panicking about the cricket in the room. It's literally just a video of me filming her being upset about the cricket. We were both. It's we were seven both seconds long. I posted it to TikTok. It's terrible video. It's, it's dark in the room, but I posted it. Why not? Right? I put captions on it. It's fine. So things like <laughs> we do that in addition to looking like polished as well. So people get to see the behind the scenes in that way. Hi. Hi. Have you all ever thought about hosting a group trip? A oh, trip? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is goal number two. Yes. Oh, yes. We would love to have like a 10K travel group where we're like, hey, everybody give us three grand. We're going to plan this like crazy trip for you. We have absolutely thought about it. Yeah, we thought about it. We think about a lot of things. We have lots of great ideas. We think about everything. We have a limit, just like a lot of you, of time and money. We didn't have the money to grow the ambitious ideas we had. So yeah. we spent probably the first year of podcasting chasing the next listener. Thinking about, oh, I gotta grow these numbers. What about these? Oh, these these twenty listeners are great, but what about the next twenty? Okay, I've got forty, but now I've got to get the next twenty. And we realized we weren't focusing on the listeners we had that were there. So our strategy, which we're not recommending to people because we don't know what we're doing really, right, was to stop focusing on growth because we didn't know how to do it. Honest, we just didn't know. And we didn't and, have the money. And we didn't. Yeah, we just didn't get it. And we decided to really intentionalize the connections we had. Did that answer. I mean, actually, what you just asked was, have you thought about going on a trip? And I gave you, like, yes, a whole thing. Yes, but the answer but, is yes. Yeah. That is the <laughs> ultimate goal. We have lots of ultimate goals, but, yeah, it, it takes time and money. But that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. We're thinking about a Vegas podcast. <laughs> so maybe if our, if our people want to come in for podcast evolutions, they can be there for that. Yeah. Anybody? Hi. 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 Hey. 
So my name is Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. <laughs> I love it. It's like the rolling with, with the homies. The homies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, so my question is, a lot of other groups, uh, expansion, are talking about networking with other podcasts. And I didn't hear you talk about that on here. Like, are you doing, are you getting on other serious travel podcasts? Are you, do, do you network like that? Is it something that you've done or is this other stuff just taking your time? Um, it's a, such a great question. And this might be interesting to some of you creators. When we first started our podcast, we thought we were a travel podcast. And we reached out to other travel podcasts. And the people who listen to real travel podcasts want real travel advice. Surprise, we don't give that, right? So it was about eight or nine months into podcasting that we realized we were a comedy podcast that kind of talked about travel. And so then we started connecting with other comedians and comedy podcasts. So we don't at this point do cross promotion with anybody because Mo we're so family, our brand is family friendly. We haven't found a lot of other comedians that work in that space at the level that we want to work with. So we haven't yet. We're a little over picky about it, um, but we're not against it. If we find a partnership that works for us and can help us grow and is the right size and has the right focus, absolutely 100%. I am just so protective about our brand. I haven't found anyone I wanted to partner with yet. But yeah. I, wouldn't, I want to point out, though, that because our listeners are so close to us, we've had five or six of them start their own podcast. Yeah, we, like, have a network. And we've actually <laughs> helped them do that. We actually, I mean, this is a whole other talk, but we actually hosted a retreat at one point, which is kind of like what she said, where we had mm -hmm. people pay a certain amount of money, and we did, we rented an Airbnb, and we had listeners come to this house, stay in the house. Everyone got their own bedroom, own bathroom, and it was very, that's very important. And <laughs> we hosted a three-day, our own conference that we put together, and we taught our listeners how to podcast. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to actually help start podcasts because they love what we do and they feel like they can, it's a safe space to learn in. Yeah. Anyone else? Yes. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So you talked about a couple different social media platforms and like stereotypically the audiences are very different in each platform. Do you have to produce different content like for a Facebook than you would a TikTok and that you would from an Instagram? Um, I'll take TikTok. Uh, TikTok, we have kind of our own personality on it because Twitter is, or tic, not ticker. I had COVID like three weeks ago and I can't like talk, like my words aren't working. So on Twitter, I have found that we're a little sassier on Twitter. On Instagram, we're definitely a little more like, hey, look at all these places we are, right? And then on TikTok, now you have to do something it's, like that. TikTok is all over the place. So I'm basically pulling content from anywhere, literally anything I see. If she could be walking down the street and I'm like, oh, this is a cute video because you're, I swear to God, in these heels, you're going to trip. I'm going to catch it. You know what I mean? So it's, it can be across the board for me. TikTok is it was very forgiving. So some, some of it looks polished, some of it doesn't. I will say, because we talked about Instagram, our Instagram posts go directly to our Facebook open page. Mm -hmm. So that looks the same as far as post. Our Facebook group is very different because there, there's anything. It's audience generated. It's yeah. listener generated content. Oh, that's a good thing to say. In Facebook group, once you build that community, we hardly post. I mean, we do, but our listeners post, they are now running that group. They post their own stuff. So we go in and comment and say like, oh, this is awesome. I'm glad you posted this. Or, hey, that looks great. Oh, look at that, you know food you just ate amazing but we're not posting a ton mm -hmm. um, I mean like today we said send us good vibes and we had a ton of people you know Instagram us DM us for our talk today so it, it is a little different but also you can repurpose so much across all platforms because our listeners are in those different spaces our TikTok li listeners are not on Instagram mm -hmm. they're on TikTok swiping and what so, something we also haven't heard a lot is that you know, I mean, we all know social media is kind of differentiated demographic-wise, right? Like, I don't use YouTube as a search engine because I'm too old to do that. So if I had a, a, something about um, an Empty Nest podcast, why would I go on YouTube? <laughs> you know, why would I, like, really stress out about YouTube? Because my people wouldn't necessarily be there. Your demographic, once you can get to know that, where do they go and maybe try to gear it towards there? Yeah. Yeah. Are we good? We're so over. You guys are, yeah, look at that. Yes, we are good. Thank you, everyone, so much. We really appreciated this. Have a Thank great conference. Thank you, guys.